Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of this podcast called The Dictionary. It is the podcast where I read the dictionary and I tell you the things that are in my head about all the things, a lot of the things. Uh, so it's it's just a, uh, a collection of my thoughts. It's really more about me, my favorite subject, than uh, than the words. But it's all done through the lens of the English language. I am Spencer. I am your host. And we now need to read all this stuff. Oh, hey, I think... Uh, yes. Oh, yesterday we had creosote bush, and I'm now realizing on the next column over, we have a picture of the creosote bush. I didn't even see that before. Uh, you know, it looks like a plant. It's got some little branchy things, and there's leaves. A lot of the leaves look like they're in pairs of two. And then at the end of the branch, there's like a flower, a flower and some petals, and uh, it looks like it shows different forms, different uh, different variations of the flower. Maybe an early bud, maybe starting to open, totally open, and then another one that looks like a puffball. Hmm. Is it like a dandelion? Maybe we'll post a real picture of the creosote bush. Okay, now we have to get on to today's words. Top of page 295. The first word is crepe de chine. So to add on, yesterday we had crepe, C-R-E-P-E. This one, the second word is D-E. Third word, C-H-I-N-E. Crepe de chine. And you can put the little hat carrot accent on the first E in crepe if you want. This is a noun from 1869, and it is a soft, fine, or sheer clothing crepe especially of silk. So let's see. Uh, yeah, if we go back to crepe, it's a light crinkled fabric woven of any of various fibers. And this one is uh, this one is especially of silk. So why is it called crepe de chine? Well, it is French and it literally means China crepe. So this silk fabric, sheer fabric uh, is, is probably made and often used in China. So it's crepe de chine. Okay, the sound effect. I just picked up some donuts this morning, Sunday morning, March 12, I think. Uh, I picked up some donuts from Beacon Donuts in this fine city of Chicago, and I ate one this morning. So my sound effect is just going to be donut. Okay, the next word is crepe myrtle. Second word is spelled M-Y-R-T-L-E. And again, if you want to put the accent in crepe, you can. Noun from 1916. The synonym is just crepe myrtle, where crepe is spelled C-R-A-P-E. And uh, ooh, we can go quickly back to that. It is an Asian shrub. Okay. Donut? Next is crepe paper. Two words, noun from 1896, paper with a crinkled or puckered texture. Uh, maybe we should post a picture of crepe paper. Why? I don't know. Just because it's something to do? Um, yeah, I feel like I don't really work with crepe paper. I probably have when I was a kid in like arts class or something. I feel like it's very thin is my memory. I could be wrong, but it does. It, it's crinkly, crinkly crepe paper. 
Donut. Next is Crepe Suzette. Suzette is spelled S-U-Z-E-T-T-E. And the uh, the E in crepe, the first E, does have that hat, carrot, icon. Uh, not icon, accent. Okay, noun from 1922. A thin folded or rolled pancake in a hot orange butter sauce that is sprinkled with a liqueur, like cognac or curacao, and it is set ablaze for serving. You gotta light it on fire. This sounds very interesting. Uh, Okay, why is it called Crepe Suzette? Well, it's probably from Suzette, which is the nickname of Suzanne Reichenberg, who was a French actress who died in 1924, and maybe this was just a, a favorite dish of hers. She said, you know what? I would like a thin folded or rolled pancake in a hot orange butter sauce that is sprinkled with liqueur, probably cognac or curacao, and then please set it ablaze for serving to me. And somebody said, I shall call it a crepe Suzette. Sounds interesting. You, you got, you, you're probably going to have to turn off the fire pretty quickly because you don't want it to get burnt. No burnt pancakes. Donut. Next is no more crepe words. This one is crepitant. I think is it crepitant? Maybe it's crepitant. It is spelled how it sounds. Adjective from 1851, having or making a crackling sound. Hmm. As in, oh, this sounds medical. As in, crepitant sounds in breathing. Maybe you can also call a fireplace crepitant. The crepitant sounds of the fireplace. But if it's exclusively medical, then maybe not. Donut. Next is crepitate. Crepitate. Uh, this is an intransitive verb from circa 1828. To make a crackling sound. And the synonym is crackle. And crepitation is a noun. So, you know, this is leading me to believe that it's not strictly a medical thing. Um, the etymology, Latin verb crepitare, which means to crackle, which is from crepare, which means to rattle or crack. Rattle and crack, crepare. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, that's it for crepitate. Next, donut. Next is crapon. Is it crapon? I think it's, is it? Crapon. But it's spelled C-R-E-P-O-N. I'm trying to figure out the, uh, no, sorry, I'm misreading it. It is crapon. Uh, I thought the A over the, 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 forget it. Crapon, noun from 1836, a heavy crepe fabric with lengthwise crinkles. So if it's a long fabric, it's longer than it is wise, then I guess the crinkles follow that long path. It's the the, uh, the, the crinkles are on the long the long ways. Yeah, it's just uh, French for crepe. Okay, next. Dough nut. Next is crept. C-R-E-P-T. This is the past form of the word creep. Donut. Next is crepuscular, C-R-E, 
P-U-S-C-U-L-A-R, crepuscular. Adjective from 1668, one of relating to or resembling twilight. Not the movie, the sky. Um, And the synonym is dim, as in crepuscular light. This is a very good word to put in your writing or your poem or something. Number two, occurring or active during twilight, as in crepuscular insects, also as in crepuscular activity. Uh, Let's see. Well, okay, there's no etymology, which is very frustrating, Um, but the next word is related, and there is some etymology there, so we'll learn more about it there. Because uh, I was like, well, it's, it's such a specific word for twilight that it seems like there needs to be more information. It's not like somebody made up the word crepuscular to mean twilight. Okay. Donut. I want the donut in my mouth. Okay, next is crepuscle. Let's see. Crepuscle or crepuscule. Crepuscule. Noun from the 14th century, and the synonym is just Twilight. I think those movies should be renamed Crepuscule. Okay, this is from the Latin verb crepere. Is that how you would say it? C-R-E-P-E-R. All you Latin nerds, let me know. Crepere. And that just means dusky. You know, like dusk. Dusk and dawn. They're Essentially the same thing, except opposites. Donut. Next is Kresk. Although, I don't know how you'd say it in real life. It is spelled C-R-E-S-C, abbreviation for the word crescendo. I should, I should say that word like crescendo. Hey, that's our next word. A donut. Next, oh yeah, Chris, I already said it. Crescendo, first form, noun from 1775. 1A, a gradual increase, specifically a gradual increase in volume of a musical passage. Everybody who's played music with some sheet music has probably seen this, especially if you were in band or orchestra in school. Uh, you'll see either crescendo or c-r-e-s-c or you might see uh like a how do i describe it it's like a two lines that are start from one point and then they go away they 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 spread out and go away it means you're getting louder and louder and louder as this passage goes on uh there is an opposite word to this decrescendo which we will get to in the d's and i don't know yet when what month or year that will happen. Okay, so number 1B for crescendo, the peak of a gradual increase, and the synonym is climax. So it is the crescendo of the crescendo. As in, complaints about stifling smog conditions reach a crescendo. They have gone as far as they could, and then they will stop. Uh, That is a quote from Downbeat. Uh, is that is that a magazine, a publication of some kind? I would assume. I would think it would be uh, music-related, but it could be more like, what's the beat on the street? Uh, just a local paper, maybe. Uh, two, uh, 
a crescendo musical passage. Crescendo is also an intransitive verb. So this is Italian from crescendo, uh, which means increasing. It's a gerund of crescere, which means to grow or increase. And that is all for that. Donut. Second form of crescendo. This is an adverb or an adjective from 1807. And it means with an increase in volume. And yes, it is used as a direction in music. Please play this with an increase in volume for two measures. Okay, how many different ways can Spencer say donut? Donut! Next is crescent, first form, noun from the 15th century, 1a, the moon at any stage between new moon and first quarter and between last quarter and the succeeding new moon when less than half of the illuminated hemisphere is visible. Uh, We've all seen these crescent moons, I think. Um, Yeah, so the reason it is crescent is because the sun is on the, um, well, it's a full moon is when the sun is on the opposite side of the earth as the moon. Uh, So it's the sun is hitting the moon full, full face from where we can see it. But then when the sun is on more closer to the moon, uh, that is when we just see just a crescent, just a portion of it lit up. It's still lighting up a whole side, but we only see a part of it lit up. Uh, those are very, very cool moons. I like the just the tiniest little sliver crescent moon. Okay, 1B. The figure of the moon at such a stage defined by a convex and a concave edge. So I don't know which one would be considered convex and concave. Uh, is it the left side? Is, is it the right side? Is it the f- before the first quarter or la- after the last quarter? But either way, you know, depending on how you look at it, one of them is convex, which means it, it, it bulges out. And then the other one is concave, which means it curves in. Number two, something shaped like a crescent. A crescent roll. Crescentic. Crescentic. That is an adjective. That moon is looking so crescentic tonight. I don't think anybody would say that. Okay, this is from, uh, let's see, the Anglo-French verb, I don't know how to say it, apologies, crestre, C-R-E-S-T-R-E, crestre, and that means to grow or increase. So uh, that's interesting because this you, we can see that this is related to crescendo etymologically. Um, uh, I never thought about what does this word mean. Um, it mean I guess in the context of the moon. Well, see that's not entirely true, but um, I don't know. It could be different things. It could be that means you know it's going to grow into a full moon, but also you can think about by the fact that. The ends are very tiny, and they're like points, and then as it goes towards the center, it grows, it increases in size. This The center of a crescent is always a little bit thicker than the edges, you know, the, the ends. Um, interesting. And then we have more from the Latin verb crescere, which is akin to the Old High German hirsi, 
which means millet, also from the Lithuanian serti, which means to feed, from the Greek word koros, which means boy, and boy howdy, none of that makes any sense to me. It's It feels like somebody just threw all this stuff together. Millet, to feed, I mean, those are related, right? Because millet's a food, but then boy, and I this is very confusing. That's crescent for you. One of the most confusing words in the English language. Donut. Second form of crescent adjective from 1574, marked by an increase. And the synonym is increasing, as in the example. It's a quote. My powers are crescent. That's from Shakespeare. I'm not sure where Shakespeare... Maybe I'll put it in the show notes if I can find out which uh, which play that was from. Uh, yeah, so crescent, it basically means increasing. Uh, how exactly that became, you know, we visualize it as a moon or a crescent roll or something. I have no idea. Donut. Next is crescent again. This time we have a capital C at the beginning. This is a trademark, and it is used for an adjustable open-end wrench. Yeah, a crescent wrench. Do you want a picture of a crescent wrench on social media? Okay, you shall have it. All right, we got one more for this episode. Donut! How do you spell donut? Oh, we're going to have to get an expert on for the donut episode. Here's the thing. You can spell it D-O-N-U-T, or you can spell it D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T. Uh, but what's proper? Which which one do we prefer? This book, the, it, it's dough. You know, it's made out of dough. So that's the, that's the proper term, D-O-U-G-H. But it does say that you can also spell it D-O-N-U-T. So if anybody gives you problems one way or the other, you can say the dictionary Spencer told me I can spell it whatever way I want. You can even change it up even further if you prefer. But man, yeah, we're we're, we're gonna have to. What are we gonna do for that episode? That's gonna be a good one. Ooh, doughy. Mm, all right. So we had we read all the words, didn't we? No, <laughs> I didn't finish. I didn't do the last word. I just said donut and then got distracted by donuts. Okay, the last word is cressive. C R E. S-C-I-V-E, adjective from 1566, marked by gradual spontaneous development. And crescively is an adverb. Okay, so the words were crepe de chine, crepe myrtle, crepe paper, crepe Suzette, crepitant, crepitate, crepon, crepon, yeah. Excuse me. Crept. Crepuscular. Crepuscle. Uh, cresc. Crescendo. Crescendo. Crescent. Crescent. Crescent and caressive. Well, there's there's some pretty good stuff here. Crescendo. Maybe I'll do crescendo because I can just do a very, very simple song and say crescendo. I don't want to get too loud and be irritating to everybody. Okay, that is it. Um, let's see. Since sometimes I talk about what I have watched, uh, what did we watch recently? We watched a few things. We just watched, because uh, this I'm recording this before the Oscars. 
uh, one of the theaters near us has the uh, the the shorts that are nominated. So we watched the live action shorts, which are very good. And I watched yesterday the animated shorts, which are also very good. Some weird stuff in there, but it's good. If you can find them, go watch them. Uh, what else we watched? Oh, we finally got around to watching West Side Story, which is uh, very well done. It's just a very classically good movie. Uh, musicals are just weird. They're just weird, but uh, it's fun and good. It is long, though. I warn you, but see, now I need to go rewatch the original because I'm not sure if I've even ever seen it, and I really want to do a comparison in my brain. That is all I have to say to you. Come join me tomorrow in the next episode when I talk about more words. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.